Welcome! My name is Lee Hopkins, my pronouns are he, him, his, and you're listening to the Patterns of Possibility podcast. This is a skill-building podcast dedicated to helping you replace harmful patterns with new possibilities. In each episode, we explore topics that inspire confidence, direction, and resilience. In this week's episode, we're going to explore communication. What is it? What's the purpose of it? And how you can be really clear about what you're communicating. Are you ready? Let's go. You and I are communicating all the time. Communication is nothing more than transferring of information. That's all it is. I'm talking to you. I'm communicating with you. Communication comes in all styles and varieties. Anything that you can sense, that is anything that you experience with one of your five senses, your sight, touch, smell, uh, taste, and hearing, anything that you can experience with the five senses is communicating. Whether you notice it or not, you and I are always communicating. It can be through speech, it can be through body language, hand gestures, or just our pure essence. Have you ever been around someone who was in a bad mood? You can feel that, right? Even if they don't know it, they're communicating that to you. Everything you do is communicating. It's a statement. Have you ever seen the fashion shows where people are walking down the runway and they look at these outfits, they're made of like potato sacks and string. And it's like, this is a statement. We're making a statement here without saying a word. Yes, they are. But whatever statement they're making, it might be lost on the receiver. Because to me, when I see that potato sack, I just see that it looks dumb. It's not something that's interesting to me. But maybe someone else sees that and they think, wow. This is genius. This is absolutely amazing. How could they get any better? The point is, is that they tried to communicate something to us. They tried to communicate a specific message that ends up expanding and turning into something interpreted. That's great if you want it. If that's what you intended to do with your communication, then congratulations, you were successful. It's up to the person who's receiving it to understand what it means or to interpret it because it's not exactly super clear. We communicate to each other mostly through the sight, the touch, and the hearing. Those senses, those three senses. We don't use our sense of smell as much as dogs do because we don't have a sharp one. We don't use our taste buds like that either because we don't have taste buds that are extraordinary. We also have these other senses that help us out more anyway. So the sight, a picture says a thousand words, right? Then there's touch. You have a natural inclination to feel when someone is upset around you. The sense of hearing is the one that gives you the most information, in my opinion. It gives you the most information about the situations because of two things. You have the language, the language itself. You can read the language, absolutely, sure. But the language itself allows you to give you more precise meaning to your feelings. In addition to that, you have intonation. 
You have the inflection of the voice. You have the volume of the voice. You have the speed of the voice. All of these things can help you make sense of what the person is communicating to you. You may still get some uh, distortion between what you've said and what they've heard or your meaning and what they understood. Like words, intonations, inflections, they have different meanings to different people. Your interpretation of what is said, of what is heard, of what is felt is based on your life experiences. Communication is tricky. If you said, I love you to your partner after only knowing them for two weeks, you want them to know that you want them to be close, but they may have heard, oh my goodness, they want to trap me. I need to get out of here. I need to go now. We communicate in order to influence other people, not just for sales, where it's pretty obvious that you want to influence your patron to pay a higher price or to buy more. It's not just for comedy. When you know the comedian is trying to make you laugh, you communicate because it benefits you in some way, shape or form. It benefits you. You're trying to get something out of the situation and may not be really obvious or clear, but you're always working for yourself. It's a natural thing that we do so that we can survive. So we have to be conscious of this. We have to be conscious and careful. Your communication will elicit some kind of emotional reaction from whomever you're communicating to, whether it's directly or indirectly. And another point about this is, well, if the whole purpose for us to communicate is to elicit some kind of emotional reaction from people who are talking to, to benefit us, to benefit us as a speaker, you as a speaker, then it would behoove you to be absolutely clear and precise about what you say or what you don't say or how you behave, right? If you're trying to get exactly what you want, you know exactly what you want. But the trouble is we don't know how other people are going to interpret what we do. We don't know how people are going to interpret our communication style. There have been many times where I've miscommunicated something or someone has interpreted what I've done or what I've said in a way that I didn't want to happen. Here's one of those examples. It was the summer of 2015. It was late night, like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. And I was at home trying to sleep, but I had so much anxiety and I had so much unrest that I just couldn't, I just tossed and I was turning. So instead of doing that for the rest of the night, figured I'd get up and go for a walk. I'd go relax. I put on one of my hoodies. It's an orange hoodie, bright construction orange hoodie. You couldn't miss me a mile away. The orange hoodie was a deliberate choice. It was meant to keep me safe. That's the whole thing. I had intended to go out and make sure that I would not draw unwanted attention to myself because if I wore a black hoodie, I thought immediately that somebody's going to see me in a black hoodie in this neighborhood and think, all right, this guy's trouble. We need to pull him over when I just really want to go for a walk and relax. Don't need any more stress from anybody else. I had a red hoodie. Didn't wear that either. Had a blue hoodie. Wasn't going to wear that either. You know what hoodie I would wear? The orange one. The one that says Halloween. The one that says construction. The one that screams safety. I popped that one on. 
go outside and everything is quiet. I start walking down the residential street down to the main street where there the road is bigger. You can see the street lights are just blaring. Everything is lit up and it's still very, very quiet. There are no cars at all. Perfect. I'm walking. I have my earbuds in. Suddenly I hear music loud enough for me to hear over my headphones. There's a cream colored Escalade barreling down the road. I look at this guy, he looks at me, and he turns around, there's a U-turn. He drives up to me, he jumps out of the car. This guy was a young man, brown, about 5'5", and he had an average build. He was like walking real hard, you know, and he started to shout some stuff at me. What's up, what's up, what you doing here? Who you represent? I was genuinely shocked. What the heck is going on here? I can understand what he was trying to say to me. And then it dawned on me, I needed to take out my headphones. Okay, still couldn't understand what he was saying. He looked really angry. And I heard some stuff like, whatever then, whatever then. So he realized he wasn't getting through to me at all. So he decided instead of talking to me, he was going to be physical. So he balled up his fist and he jerked at me like he was going to hit me. But he didn't raise his hand. It's just he made that motion, you know, you move your shoulders up. He just made that motion. And then he called me a punk ass. And he jumped in his cream color Escalade, popped that Yui, and then continued on. We clearly weren't connecting. We had terrible communication issues right there. And I tell you that story because I wanna show you how easy it is to send a message or communicate something that others may respond in a way that doesn't serve you or a way that you haven't anticipated or they'll respond in a way that you do not want. That happened to me. The exact opposite of what I wanted to happen, happened. I'm walking along trying to relax. I want to be chill. I've got my music on. I picked a color that was bright enough for me to be noticed, but not enough to draw the kind of attention I didn't want. And look, it happened anyway. That orange hoodie called that person over to me. And when that person got to me, he came over with his chest puffed out. He was trying to instill some kind of feeling in me, right? Fear. And it wasn't working. I was too busy trying to understand what he was saying or why he was there in the first place. So I'm communicating, leave me alone. And he's communicating, need to be afraid of me. None of it worked. So we just parted ways. It's fortunate that we just parted ways. It could have gotten worse if he was really adamant about making his point. I imagine that you're thinking, Lee, how are you responsible for this person's reaction to what you're wearing? How are you responsible for that? That's not what I'm saying. I'm not responsible for their reaction to what I was wearing. I am, however, aware of the effect that it had on them. It was not my intention to have any kind of attention, but the impact of the signal that I inadvertently sent brought a man, strange guy, to my face. And it could have changed my world forever. It could have been more than just a story. From the impact 
of the communication, I realized that wearing that orange hoodie at 2.30 at night may mean I want trouble to the wrong person. I just need to be aware of that. That's all. I don't have to change my behavior. I can wear an orange hoodie at night if I want to. And if I wanted to be more precise with my communication, maybe I'd wear a different hoodie, maybe a pink one. The point is, is that I know that the orange hoodie sends a message. And if I want to convey something else, then I'll do something else. Now, as for the guy who confronted me, they were trying to instill fear in me, trying to make me scared, but I was just confused. He thought he was being precise with his communication. I mean, maybe somebody else would have been intimidated by that, but it just didn't sit with me. He was being very clear about what he wanted and expected from me and didn't land that way at all, went over my head. So even if you're being very clear with your communication, it may not land where you want it to. We had a very serious communication problem, right? We didn't know each other. We didn't know our communication styles. And this happens all of the time, even with people that we do know, even the people that we talk to often. We think our message is perfectly clear, but they don't get it. We often make snap judgments on what we think people are communicating to us. We've done this as a species and that's kept us alive because we would not take time to think about seeing a cheetah in the grass that might attack us. And we go, we act on an impulse. But we are not what we were thousands of years ago. We have evolved. We are not living in caves. We're not living that harsh life of the past. We don't have to live on impulse. We humans are the smartest animals on the planet. Just look at our society. Look at what we've accomplished. We have hoverboards, jetpacks, skyscrapers. Our ancestors couldn't imagine where we are today. We're not Neanderthals, so let's stop communicating like we are. It's time that you demonstrate that you understand, love, and accept your neighbor. We can make our communication smarter, more precise. If you want to get your message across, you need to make that connection. And making the connection is difficult. But you are smarter, better, and faster than you were yesterday. You have everything you need to make it happen. And I'll talk about it more right after this. Hello, my name's Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his, and I'm a recovering nice guy. I used to go out of my way to help my family. I'd say yes when I really meant no, and I tried to spare my friends' feelings by saying nice things all of the time. I thought that I was strengthening my relationships with them, but little did I know, I was ruining them. If this sounds like you, you might want to stop what you're doing right now. Go to my website at PatternsOfPossibility.com and pick up your guide of four ways your good intentions are ruining your relationships and what you can do about it. You know that your intention is pure. You want the best for your friends. You want the best for your family. And that's all you're trying to do. But the impact is what matters. And being too nice often leads to reluctance and resentment on both sides that's the exact opposite of what you want. You're cheating yourself out of the closeness and connection that you want and deserve. To find out what you can do about it, go head over to my website at PatternsOfPossibility.com to pick up your copy today. The technique is called Verify and Validate. 
in order to connect with people, you want to do two things. You want to verify and you want to validate. When you verify, you're making sure that the subject as well as the feeling is agreed upon. You both know what you're talking about. And the second, the validation, is where you understand how they feel about it and you tell them that they are justified in feeling that way based on their life experiences, based on the information they just gave you. I'm sure that you've heard of this before. You've seen it in action. If you've ever gone to a restaurant and you've had the waiter, the waitress repeat your order back to you. They just read what they heard back to you to verify that what you said was correct. So they don't mess up your order. You're tipping them after all. They want to make sure that they get it right. And your experiences with other people are just like that. You want to make sure that you get it right. Everyone wants to be understood. And if you develop the skill to understand people and demonstrate that you can understand them, then people are going to gravitate to you. People are going to think you're amazing and you're interesting. So repeat it back to them. Paraphrase it. You want to try and get as much detail as you can, but don't go overboard with it. You want to understand what they're talking about. So in general, you want the subject and you want the feeling. When I was first learning this verification technique, someone had practiced on me. That is, they repeated back everything that I said to them. And I got mad. I thought I was being made fun of. I didn't feel good. So when you're practicing this on people who have not seen this or experienced this, you may get that kind of pushback. Just be prepared for it. You might offer an earnest explanation. Emphasize that you're doing it because there's nothing more valuable than what they're saying to you right now. And many times I ask people to repeat themselves. When I do that, I say something like, I'm just slow, so sometimes I just misunderstand things. So if you could just let me know what you're talking about again so I can get an idea. I find that people respond to that more favorably than if I said, can you repeat that? I don't understand what the f you're talking about. You might feel silly repeating it back. You might feel like you're dumb. But if you're feeling that, pause right there. Think about what the goal is of the conversation. Is it your goal to make you look smart? Is it your goal to make them feel small? Is it your goal to shame them? If that's your goal in this conversation, then this is not the technique for you. If you want to connect, start with verifying. All right, that is the verification part. When you verify, you understand exactly what the topic of the conversation is, as well as the feeling the person has about the topic. It has nothing to do with you. You don't get to put your views in there. You're only listening to what the other person is saying. For now, the conversation is one-sided. After all, if one person is talking, somebody has to be listening. Validation is the next piece of it. 
Now validation is a little difficult. It's more difficult than verifying because it requires some undercover work. It requires you to feel out things a little bit more. It requires you to have a lot of emotional intelligence because when you validate, you're not only telling them that you understand how they feel, you're telling them that they're justified to feel what they're feeling because of XYZ experiences. One more time. When you validate someone, you tell them that it makes perfect sense that they believe what they do, they feel how they do, they act how they do, they think how they do because of the experiences that they have had in their lives. Even if you completely disagree with them, even if you completely hate what they're saying, validation is telling them that they make sense. Can you imagine? That's hard. But that's how you make a genuine connection with people. If you absolutely unequivocally disagree with what they say, you have to hold that inside. Stuff it. Hold on to it. Hang on to it. Squeeze it in there. Don't let it come out. Focus more on the goal. The long-term goal. When you're having a difficult time validating a person, think about that goal. Why are you talking to them in the first place? Are you talking to your friend who seems to be going on several dates and complaining about how there's no good people out there when you can't even get one date? Or are you talking to your long-term partner who you've recently just hit a rough patch with? You've been fighting all the time and you're trying to get it back together. They're standing right in front of you right now talking about something, but everything seems to annoy you and you're trying really hard to get a connection with them. Push past it. Think about the goal of connecting with them and validate the conversation. If you want solid communication with them, create that connection. You will get your turn to talk back. Validation is tricky, especially when you don't know someone. When it comes to strangers, your lack of knowledge of their experiences in life is going to make it difficult for you to validate them. You can make up for this by remembering that our experiences are not unique. Our emotions are not unique. Someone else out there at this exact point in time is experiencing the same feeling that you're experiencing. And if you can attach yourself to this feeling, you will have an easier time connecting with them and validating their experience. And when you validated their experience, you have now created a solid connection. And with a solid connection, you can now get your information through. It's now your turn. But before you start sharing what's on your heart, make sure that you get verbal confirmation that they feel heard and understood. <coughs> In order to connect with people, you want to do two things. You want to verify and you want to validate. When you verify, you're making sure that the subject as well as the feeling is agreed upon. You both know what you're talking about. And the second, the validation, is where you understand how they feel about it and you tell them that they are justified in feeling that way based on their life experiences, based on the information they just gave you. 
can you imagine me talking to that guy in the cream color Escalade, just like verifying and validating what he said to me? I can see that. You know, now that I'm a little older and more experienced with it, it would probably go something like this. I don't know what he sounds like, but I imagine he sounds like Mr. T. Hey, what you doing walking around this neighborhood? That orange hoodie on. I'm about to mess you up because you're in the wrong neighborhood, fool. My verification is me wearing an orange hoodie. We've got the subject down. And the feeling is anger. All right, got those two things. Know that they're there. So you're angry about me wearing an orange hoodie. Got it. All right, now the validation part is tricky because I don't know this person. But from my life experiences, I can imagine why this is happening. Then I would think, what do I know about wearing colors in neighborhoods? That sounds like a gang-related thing. Coming from my experiences, that's all that I know. So I could be wrong, so I'm gonna gather more information. I'll take a look at his Escalade, looks like that's a thing, the music he's playing, the gestures he's got, and his initial comments to me. It could be that he comes from a world in which nobody, nobody at all disrespects his colors or his neighborhood. And he sees me walking along and boom, there's somebody disrespecting. So then he's compelled to come see me and fix the situation. Now for the validation piece. Remember, validation is making sure that you relay that whatever they're doing makes sense based on their life experiences or based on what they've just told you. With the validation, I could put myself in their shoes. Yeah, I can expect that you want to come over and see me because I'm wearing this orange hoodie in plain sight. And I'm not even trying to hide it. I'm over here strolling like this is my land. And I should know that I'm asking for trouble when I do that because I'm wearing the colors. It makes perfect sense that you would come over here and see what's happening. That kind of blatant disrespect would piss me off too, man. Do your best to draw on your own life experiences. Obviously, the more experience that you have with people and cultures and places, you'll have more information to assess situations just like this. Now that I've made the connection, communication will be a lot easier. But I'm pretty sure this guy would not verify or validate anything that I said. But that doesn't matter, because now you know what verifying and validating is. We are always communicating with each other. Keep in mind, communication serves a specific purpose. It is used to get other people to behave in a way that benefits the communicator. You can become a superior communicator by using verification and validation techniques. My name's Lee Hopkins. My pronouns are he, him, his. And you have been listening to the Patterns of Possibility podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you found it interesting and insightful. And if you did, why not share it with a friend? It would also be a big help to me if you left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you listen to your podcast. If you want to connect with me, you can find me at PatternsOfPossibility.com or you can email me at the same address, PatternsOfPossibility at gmail.com. You can also find me on all the social medias, but I'm not really active on all the social medias except for Instagram, the most active on Instagram. Anyway, you can reach out to me 
and I will definitely check it out. Don't forget, don't forget, the next episode comes out in two weeks because I have expanded the time that I allow myself to create these episodes for you. So they may be a little longer, maybe a little more interesting. So I'll see you in two weeks. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It is not meant to diagnose or treat any conditions. If you are having a medical emergency, go to your nearest emergency center and explain to them that you would have been there sooner if you hadn't been listening to this podcast. I'll see you next time.